Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you listen to episode 219 of the Treaty Talk podcast. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Another huge weekend to look back on with the Herders and footballs both in action. It was a seasonal debut for John Kiley's side. Unfortunately, defeat for both, but plenty of positives and learning to come from. This weekend, we have the Herders back at home in the the two scale grounds for the first time, I think, since the Munster Championship last year. We've ladies football with huge games for Brough and Castown Valley Grand in the Junior B series. And we also have colleges and schools to, to look back on, to look forward to. So stay tuned for all that and more. The impression the game we get old with what you put into is like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Good morning, Shu Matt. We had, we had a bit of technical difficulties this morning, but how are you keeping on, on this Wednesday morning? I'm very, I'm very good, Jack. How are you? And um, I, I don't know what the Gremlins were. I have a suspicion they were around en route today, you know? I don't even know if it was internet that was causing it, but look, we're, we're here now. We got it sorted. You're resorting to your iPad and you've a screen in front of you as well for your computer so there could be even more information on today's podcast but I suppose we'll get straight into it Matt and straight to, to Parky Cueve um, last Saturday night and first and foremost it, w- it was brilliant to have you know a lot of the frontline players back because the Munster Harland League was a time for experimentation but you know when you're going down to Parky Cueve you're going to you're going to get a hard time and to see the likes of Declan Hannan and Garod Hegarty and, and Sean Finn and, the, and these boys back and to be fair, it didn't really look like they they missed the beat from seven or eight months ago in the Ireland final, did they? I didn't, but Jack, it it, it 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 was uncanny, you know, the way it was, you know, the way things panned out for a second time. That lightning struck twice, you know. Um, Limerick were beaten in the last minute of the of the literally the last puck of the Munster Senior League by Brian Hales, and it was replicated again on this occasion, and. I, I suppose very few people could quibble, even, even the most partisan of Cork supporters could quibble had Limerick come out of the game with a draw. Um, uh, yeah, we were trying to second-guess John Kylie last week and, and to what kind of a, a line-out he would send out. And I suppose we probably got it right in that in that could be a fair mixture of of um, some of the tried and trusted and some of the fringe players. And um, like um, looking back on it, <clears throat> It, it was seven of the team that started in the All Ireland final um, that that that, um, that played. But I, I, I suppose the, the, there were two things that uh, that um, um, I should say. You know that 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 um, for me there was first of all there was the return of Keane Lynch, which was a, 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 absolutely wonderful um, to see, and and it's something that we have been waiting almost twelve months for since that that game against Waterford in the Gaelic grounds when he pulled up with that injury. And it was fantastic to see him back. And 
Um, this is not Saul Grape's no Jack, but I, I thought it was very, very poor forum of a section of yobs that decided to boot Keen Lynch coming onto the field. I think there is no place for that in 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 our game. Now the second oh. thing about it is, and my hat goes out to him, um, was the injury to Robbie O'Flynn. Because in in my opinion, Robbie O'Flynn was absolutely outstanding on 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 um, on on Saturday evening. Um, because he really led the charge. Um, and we've we've spoken in the past about Limerick's physicality and people. Um, tend to shy away from taking him on. By God, Robbie O'Flynn took him on in the in in the phys- physicality stakes, and it, it, it's an unfortunate injury. And we we wish Robbie Robbie Flynn a very very speedy recovery because hurling wants to see the like of Robbie O'Flynn on hurling's big day. Um, fantastic hurler, and um, so disappointed and and so sorry for him. And we we wish him the best of luck. Um. Getting back to the game, I suppose it was a game, Jack, a classical game of two halves in that that um, uh, it, it was Limerick in the first half, no doubt about it, um, well, well worthy of their 16 points to eight lead at halftime. But Cork came out in the second half, re-energised. I suppose we, we shouldn't be surprised at that. And, uh, you know, they really hit the ground running and, and um, opened the Limerick defence got the couple of goals. And talking about goals, Jack, um, it, 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 it's a slight bit worrying that um, over the course of the game, Limerick rarely threatened Patrick Collins's goal and rarely looked like scoring a goal. Now, I know it has stood Limerick in, in, in good stead in the past, keeps throw, um, striking over points, stroking them over, and like 22 on on, on, on Saturday evening, it was a damn a damn sight better than the first round against Wexford last year when I think they got eight. And, um, you know, I, I I think in terms of, of, of readiness and preparedness, um, if you compare um, last Saturday night to 12 months ago, Limerick are further down the road in terms of preparation. And, um, you know, some of the real big hitters are to come on now. It's unfortunate that Declan Hannan had to leave the field. Um, uh Picked up and off, picked up an injury, and um, I, I'm of the opinion had Declan Hannan, who was outstanding last Saturday evening, had he stayed on the pitch, we may have a, had a different result. But we're likely now, you know, on Saturday evening to to see some more of the big hitters coming on. Rod Hegarty had a great, great first half, um, like as you said at the outset, Jack, in your opening remarks. It, it, it was great to see the the, 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 the frontline players, as we call them, um, uh, you know, having more of the same. It, it was like as if they were never away from the All-Ireland final of last year. Sean Finn was Sean Finn, you know, uh, Gerard Hegarty, Declan Hannan, you know, very augurs very, very well for the, for the future. Um, she- Seamus Flanagan was busy and... Um, I, I, I suppose the effort maybe he that he put in didn't get the return that he normally gets in terms of scores. Um, but look, there, there, there are a lot of positives to take out of it, Jack. And um, he, at the end of the day, it comes down to how much Limerick want to win the league uh, or how much Limerick want to use the league in, in preparation for a bid for four in a row. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to get onto that point about... um. They're they're 
much it looked much improved team um from 12 months ago no we saw last year that the league didn't really harm limerick when it came to championship time but it is i suppose it's easier to keep going from a high base than to, to pull it together in championship but this team knows how to do just that i had a few points written down about the game and you kind of went through all there i just had keen lynch second hand and and the difference between 2022 but on that kind of staying on that difference in 2022 um you have Claire coming to the Gaelic grounds. Obviously, Claire looking to try and build on 2022. You know, they got as close as anyone to Limerick. They were arguably the best team against Limerick. The the draw, the two draws in Cusick Park, and you know the Munster final was a draw really, and Limerick won an extra time. That I think it's it's important for Limerick to you know get off get off to a good start against Clare and you know try and put them in their place earlier on in the year because you don't want to be given you know a young team like that more confidence than they already will have from you know what was an excellent an excellent 2022 yeah for Claire it was and after the game against Kilkenny Jack in the, in the All-Ireland semi-final we, we began to raise questions about Claire and um, whether the, during the course of, of, of the Munster Championship that they had reached their optimum but um, and it's still very very hard to judge them, um, uh, based on on last last Sunday's performance. Um, you know, Jack, this is no disrespect to Westmead, no, but you, you know, you 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 just wonder what did a game like that do for Westmead, or what did it do for Clare for that matter? I I, I would suggest, and I I would confidently say very very little for both. Um, Claire ruled out Tony Kelly, and um, like they, they, they've been boosted this year by 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 the return of Sena Mori, um, uh, Aidan McCarthy, and David Conroy, um, which which again will 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 strengthen their panel. Um, but I, I think the first test of Claire, of course, will be now they beat him. Um, they they failed to get through in in the Munster League. They 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 lost to Tipperary. And they lost to Waterford actually as well. So, oh no, I'm not sorry. They beat Waterford and they lost to Tipperary. Um, so, um, you know, we 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 we'll be able to make a, a a more informed judgment on on where Clare are after that test with Limerick on Saturday evening. But but I I I I suggest that Clare are very very definitely going in the right direction and. Um, uh, not, notwithstanding what for Clare was a fiasco against Kilkenny in the All Ireland semi final last year, and the most disappointing um, performance, um, like you know, Clare are going to be formidable opposition during the course of 2023. Yeah, they definitely will. I, I know we, we don't second guess John, but if you if you were an issue, do you think that will? See, you know, the, the likes of Garod and obviously Declan is injured now, but Sean Finn, Seamus Fannigan, Dara Donovan, these kind of lads, Tom Morrissey retained again, or do you think he'll probably bring in you know the other eight from the All Ireland team and, yeah, and give them their chance? I, I, I would be anticipating that we might see Will Will O'Donoghue, um, possibly Kyle Hayes, Peter Casey, um uh, the, the 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 like of those players, maybe maybe coming in Barry Nash. Um I I would would be expecting possibly Nicky Quaid, um, so um, you know that that he certainly will he's he's certainly going to rejig it around and 
Jack, you're not going to lure me down the road of trying to second guess John Kiley. Yeah, we won't second other, guess John, other, but I suppose two of the. Other than to make some broad statements, and that's that's about the sum total of it. Yeah, from from the players, I suppose that didn't play the All Ireland last year. Um, I thought Colin Coughlin again was very very good, and we had said earlier on the year with Dermot Burns gone for the start of the league that it, you know, it was a chance for Colin. Adam English showed you know in glimpses of of what he's about with those two and well taken scores. So. There, there are players putting their hand up early, and, and again, it's it's a big difference from last year when, you know, no one seems to be able to get going in in February and March time. Whereas it's a huge bonus for John anyway that there are lads that are putting their hand up very early this year. It is, and uh, and um, you know, we anticipated that Colin Coughlin would come into the frame for the half back line last week, and um, you know, it it was an opportunity for him, and I think. You know, and all the consensus is, and um, Jackie Carroll referenced it in the Sunday game on Sunday evening. I think he grabbed his chance with both hands. Um, I, I, I thought Colin Coughlin was very, very good. Um, Adam English definitely showed showed signs of of, of, of what he's of what he's about. And um, you you had a few players coming off the bench, like and um, you you you'd like a Kieran Barry getting getting another run. Um, Shane O'Brien. Making a league debut, and um, that that is something I think that we have flagged in this um, right for the last couple of months. Actually, Jack, that that Shane O'Brien would not only be in the running to be in the in in the panel, but to be on the match day squad and possibly pushing for the first fifteen. And um, Donegal Dalek. Yeah, that, 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 that. sorry. Donico Dalek came on, made his league debut, got a Donico, point as well. Donico Dalek came on, and and um, you, you know he he got a he got a good score. Is going to be a lively corner forward. Would he possibly get a start against Clare? Um, possibly. Uh, might be an opportunity for him. Or would Shane O'Brien get a start against Clare? It'll be interesting. But yeah, the, the big question is, um, Declan Hannan is likely to miss out, or could possibly miss out. It, it it will be very interesting to see how Jack or John Kiley will will um, will rejig his forces at the back. Like there is no Dermot Burns now in the half back line. Um, will, could it be somebody like Barry Nash that will be at centre half back, or will yeah. Dan Morrissey move move to centre half back, or you know could Kyle Hayes come back and play at centre half back? Like there are a lot of imponderables out there, but there are equally a number of of options out there. Yeah, I wanted to get onto that point about centre back because, as you mentioned, the game seemed to change on Declan's injury. Now, Clark Clark had come back into the game at that stage. That's right, but Limerick just seemed to kind of lose their way a small bit down the end and couldn't halt that that Cork run. And you mentioned three players there that could play centre back. For me, Barry Nash is probably the most like Declan Hannon, and you know they're both. It's interesting they're both forwards, turn defenders. Um, both have a beautiful strike of the ball. Um, Dan Morrissey and Kyle Hayes are probably more abrasive in the tackle. Obviously, Kyle was exceptional for the 21s back there. Dan ha- has slotted in there. William O'Donoghue who has played there for Napierstig and, and won a county title there. That There are options, but, you know, Declan Hannon's role is nearly, arguably, the most pivotal role in the field. It's the most pivotal because, um, you know... It- Simply because two reasons, Jack. He's such a wonderful hurler, as as he he showed last. Absolutely, you know, 
he makes hurling a beautiful game and he makes it look so simple that it goes under the radar all he does, you know. And then he, he's a total natural leader. Like, you know, the, the, the record books, you know, they show and, and there's a reason for it. Uh, has led his county to win four All-Irelands. You know, that, that, that type of leadership, um, you, ju- you just can buy it, or you can clone it, you can mold it, you can do anything with it. But um, uh, he, like, he, it's, it's, it's the biggest pair of boots on, uh, on, 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 on the team to fill at this stage. Um, um, so it'll be very, very interesting to see um, to see what, what John Kiley will come up with. You know, Barry Nash sticks out to me possibly as well. Um, he was the first I named. And um, it'll be interesting. It'll be very, very interesting. We'll wait with bated breath on Thursday evening to see what the composition of the team is. Yeah, it'll be interesting, but it'll be it'll be vital at the same time. But the thing for John is that they have plenty of candidates for that position. Before we move on from the game, you know, we haven't really spoke that much about Clare. We mentioned the, the league win over Westmead, but they are they are a dangerous side, Matt, and they've a lot of nice players coming through, and we've seen a load of them in the colleges, and we will get to the, the Fitzgibbon in a while, but, you know, Mark Rogers seems to have no ill effects from that injury he suffered. Robin Mounsey was, is playing very well for Toos. Um, Shane Meehan, yeah. and you obviously have the likes of Tony Kelly and John Connell has to come back into the side. Dermot Ryan, we saw him for Mary I, Davy Fitz, Ryan Taylor, that you know, they won't have any fear, you know, of travelling the short distance over to the Gaelic Grounds. None whatsoever, Jack. None none whatsoever. Um um like um you know both counties relish meeting one another. The, the rivalry is intense and the byproduct of it all is that it they bring out the best in each other. So um uh, no Claire 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 will come with all guns blazing because Claire will see this as an opportunity. Um, all right, they have beaten Westmead in the first round. Get a win over Limerick. And um, they're, they're four points from two games in eight days, or seven days. And, Jack, you know, they're, 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 they're immediately in the mix for the knockout stages. There are semifinals in the league this year, I understand. Yeah, there is, actually. We had that wrong last week. As, there, as, is, there is semifinals. As, as, as if we hadn't enough of... of, of you know, as if we hadn't enough of games, if we hadn't enough of of, of um, clutter in the in, 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 in the fixture list, and so much and so much for those that continuously go far about about um, about burnout. But um, yeah, like you know, a second win for Clare, and it goes a long way, Jack, towards towards the semi final spot. Yeah. Will, and I know, know they, I know I know they they have Cork and Galway down the line, but um you know they 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 will have momentum with a second win, you know, and like they they have Tony Kelly, John Conlon to add to the to the batch that they had last weekend. And um they they introduced a couple of new players as well, the like of Adam Hogan in defence and um was it a fella called Jack Kerwin around the middle of the field and, and um and as I said, they 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 they, they had Sainamori, um, David Conroy, and Aidan McCarthy back, who scored sixteen points between them. Yeah, I think Aidan Aidan McCarthy was a huge loss for them, and he'll certainly be there come championship time, and he'll be keen to make up another fella that was injured in in the Clare setup, and he'll be he'll be keen to make up um for that time missed. But 
we'll move on from that game and we've we've another huge hurling game this weekend and we have a, a special guest from Bruff coming into us he's in the background there I, I can see him working away so we let in Roger McQueen of Bruff ahead of their All-Ireland semi-final this weekend against St. Martin's at Kilkenny Roger can you hear us? I can yeah Mass Jack Marty how are you? Morning, good, morning, good, morning, good. Match. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Keep busy, keep busy, keep busy. We can see, you. I am, I am, I am, I am. I get the break, I get the break, I get the break. Well, we're we're delighted so, to have you on, Roger. Ahead of uh, the game against uh, Saint Martin's this weekend. I suppose what's the mood like in the camp as you prepare for a huge game in All Ireland semi final? Like, uh, mood is good. Um, feels good, buzz about it. Um. Or trying to say to the boys, same as the most defined, same as the semi-final, just enjoy it. That's the way we're looking forward to it. Because we're in huge bonus territory at, at this stage. Do you understand me? Like so we're all just looking forward to it at this stage. Yeah, I suppose having a, a big game like that, a Munster final under your belt, will you know, it, it bodes well coming into an All Ireland semi-final that you have that big game experience. Yeah, we we've to cook down the cabin, if you understand me. But um it was it was great for us because the, the last time Bruffer and Munster final we lost by a point, and as Matt said last week, there was four involved with the same team, so it was great for them to get that back. Do you know what I mean? Like it was often losing by a point, but unbelievable winning by a point. If you understand me, do you know? Yeah, it's it's the beauty of the junior B that you'd have you know lads that have you know stuck around for ages and to see them get their just reward. But you do have a couple of young lads on the team, and overall the hurling and Bruff is definitely going the right direction with the. The 17s and the 19s and the Premier Intermediate and now oh, yourselves. The, the, the 19s was a huge win this year. Um, the boys win the Premier against Bone Lane. And uh, which we, I was telling Matt there, we we 14 on the panel that are in college. So trying to get them to train you know, during midweek is virtually you know, it's, it's hard enough. Like, you know what I mean? But it's a great complaint at the same time trying to organise them in there on a Friday night or anything like that, you know? Yeah, I suppose when you're when you're winning and you're going well, it's easier to get lads to train and there's probably a, a big buzz at training as well. Oh, there's a great buzz. There's a great buzz around the town. Um, like we, we wanted to make a bit of a community spirit about it the whole time. And between young and old, like we were called to the school there the Tuesday after the Munster final and we got a great reception. And we, we called to a few elderly people around the parish as well. But like they were all delighted and all together, I must say about it, you know. Yeah, I suppose it's important in, in a, a rural parish that wouldn't have huge numbers that, you know, everyone is rowing in the one direction. And you can see in a club like yourselves when people are, you know, going in the one direction that it can reap huge rewards as he stand an hour away from an All-Ireland final. Yeah, look, everyone around the parish, but I have to say, there was huge best wishes from other clubs around South Limerick, even further afield, you know, for us there in the Munster final, and there was huge congratulations afterwards, and just people wishing us luck now this week there for the semi-final as well, like, you know, which is, which is great, which is great, you know, at this stage. Yeah, I'll throw you over to Matt there for a second, he's eager there to get a question in. Roger, Roger, you threw a couple of monkeys off the back during the year, like it was your third time going down to Kilede, um in, in the Munster Club Championship, and it was your first time winning a game when you beat Six Mile Bridge. You got beaten by Bradford in 2013, Kilavullen in 2017. Um, obviously a huge release, but a, a relief, but obviously another monkey that you got off your back was it, it, it was Bruff's third time in the Munster Club's final, and as you said already, as you referenced, you lost to Capoquin in 2014 by a point. Um, you had previously lost the junior football final to, to, to Skelly Rangers. So, like, a huge relief for Brough. And, um, as you say, really into bonus territory now. You've got your first win in Kilidi. You've got your first monster title. Yeah, as, as I keep saying, like, 
we're in bonus territory, but like it's a huge opportunity for us. Like we know that ourselves. Like these things don't come around too often. So like we're we're trying to make the most of it, but we're emphasising to lads at the same time to enjoy it. You know the the, the pressure's off if you understand me. Now you know we're all guns blazing for for Sarda at the same time, but to enjoy it at the same time, don't get caught up in the occasion or anything like that. Roger, um, I I saw both your games in it. Um, uh, the 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 and I I spoke to you after the first game about it was there was a lot of shortcomings that manifested themselves in the win over Six Mile Bridge, like yeah. the. There was the huge amount of wides. There was the inability to put Six Mile Bridge away um, when you had him on the rack, particularly in the second half. But um, a lot of that was rectified for the final against against Tullus Asfields. A lot yeah, of work we, done in the three weeks between. We, we, we did a lot of work in the three weeks, but you have to understand, against Six Mile Bridge, it was after the, the frosty weather. It was very hard to get out in the field and that we were explaining to you. And, and Six Mile Bridge had a match against uh, St. Brendan's at Kerry. Now, nothing beats match practice. You know that yourself. A match is worth 10, 10 training sessions. So we did, we did a bit of rustiness out after the Six Mile Bridge. Like, we just barely got over the line, being honest, against Six Mile Bridge. We got two quick fire goals. We were there. And uh, that seemed to just seal the deal. But uh, the boys did improve. Like, Tullus were a quality team. And like, it was a very evenly contested match the whole way through. And um, we cut down the wides, as you said yourself. But there's loads of room for improvement from us, and we know that as well. We, we spoke about that the last couple of weeks as well. Like We'll have to improve a lot now again when we're facing uh, the Kilkenny champions. We know that. Now, you've seen, um, obviously, you've seen um, St. Martins. Um, they were previous winners of the competition. They won the Leinster and the All-Ireland Series in 2010, I think. Um, they beat St. Mary's Ratkeel in the final. I was at it. It, it was... Um, I think it went to replay, actually, if memory serves me correct. That's right. Um, you, you've, you've obviously seen him, and, and um, probably it's going to be, an, if, perhaps it's going to be a step up, but you're going into the game as winners. Um, they're they're um, going into the game having lost the Leinster final. Yeah, but you'd obviously be wary of a wounded team, Matt. You know that yourself. And um, probably, I, I, say, I say myself, we're probably a small bit of underdogs, if you understand me, going into it. Because uh, they have great experience through their team. You, you, you just look at the names, Dowlings, you know, and Ryan's there in the Oak. Uh, they, have, they have a quality team altogether and they have a quality men over them as well. I met him the last day there, Dowling as well. You know, they're pure hurling people. Very like um, Turles Sarsfields. They just live for hurling. It's all hurling, hurling, hurling with them. Like. Yeah. That's it, Jack. You mentioned living there for for hurling, Roger. You know, you would have got the the draw for the the junior championship only last week. There's there's no real break for you, but I suppose when you when you're winning and going well, it, it's you don't be wanting a break. You wanted to keep the the train going. Look, have you had a smoke? Since that, we we four dairy farmers in our in our panel as well, Roger. Even and now it's our busiest time of the year, including myself. But someone said to me the other night, it, it couldn't happen at a worse time for you. But like. It, we have to you know, embrace it, if you understand me. Everything is a bonus, we're saying, the whole time. You, know, you, you couldn't complain about it. Just roll with it, do you understand me? I saw the draw last week, like, and um, you know, that's down the line, do you understand me? I said, look forward to next Saturday. Everything is for next Saturday, if you understand me. Enjoy it, just what I'll be saying the whole time, you know? There's pl yeah. plenty of work done, do you know what I mean? So, after that, it must be a strange one in a way that obviously you go out to start the year to win win your county championship, but you know you wouldn't really be having all Ireland aspirations. But now that you're there, you know you want it as badly as you wanted that county championship not so long ago. 
Oh yeah, but um, the start of the year, like we were still hurting from the year before, we lost we lost to Black Rock by four points, and our main objective was the south. You know, we didn't go further looking than that, and then it was the county. And um, now we're in major bonus territory now after Munster, you know. But um, look, uh, we, we'll be giving it everything, and, and training's gone well and everything like that. So hopefully Sunday and Saturday now we'll, we'll put a, 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 another good performance, you know. Yeah, and for E, you know, it is all about Saturday. But when you when you mentioned Saturday with the Limerick hurlers playing as well, you know, we we'd expect to see one of your own, Sean Finn, play. And I think it'd be remiss not to ask about Sean. You know, like what he's done for Bruff. He's probably the best defender in the country. He's one of the best players. He must be nothing but proud of Sean and all he's done over the last four or five years. We're pure proud of Sean. Would you believe he was at the he was at the mm-hmm. Raheen at last day, the most of the finals I met. You met him as well. And, uh, yeah, but it was, he, he ran up to me after the match, like, and next thing he was just swamped. He was swamped. I just tell you that. Uh, I have an aunt from uh, Milford and County Cork, but she's really a, 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 a Limerick woman, if you understand me. But she couldn't do her on it to get a full John Finn the same day. Do you know, and he's great like that with young lads, even in the club or anything like that. He, he, I see Keen Lynch last Saturday night, you know, giving time for the younger people of Cork, and he's the same way. He, he does no bother at all. Huge compliment to all them boys that they're so well, you know, they're big into the, the younger crowd coming through and they have time for everyone like that. Young and old, that must be said as well. So fair play to them, like, do you know? Yeah, they're, they're a credit to, to themselves and to the parish, but I suppose for you, it's all about Saturday afternoon at two o'clock in Kalidi against St. Martin's. Roger, thank you very much for coming on and, and giving your time and the best look at this weekend. Oh, Hopefully, we'll be talking to you in the future with an All Ireland final. Look forward to. With the head for God, with the head for God. See you, Sarah. Thank you, right. Very best of luck. Best of luck, Roger, and see you on Saturday. Thanks, Matt. Now, that was Roger McQueen of Brough ahead of this uh, Saturday's All-Ireland semi-final against St. Martins of Kilkenny, the Junior B, All-Ireland, that is. Matt, look, we, we spent a, a share there talking about the game to Roger, but I suppose your your own spoke on the game. We've we've seen improvements from Brough and... You know, they, they they have the monkey off the back, as you'd say, and they're within a stone's throw now of an All-Ireland final. You'd just be hoping, beyond hope, that if they deliver performance, they're definitely good enough to go all the way. They, they certainly are, um, Jack. Um, as I say, I've, I've seen both games now, and um, as as I said there to Roger, and I said it to him on the pitch immediately afterwards when we met up, um, that um, you know that there were there were a lot of shortcomings on the first day, and um, as I said to him, it's money in the bank if you can work on them. And um, uh, first of all, the tally wides of thirteen to four was extraordinary. And um, like for the entire second half in that game, after getting the two goals, now Dermot he was man of the match. He he scored a goal. He set up a goal, but. They, they really had six mile bridge on the rack, but just could not put them away. And um, then uh, they, they they went into the monster final, Jack, in 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 in, in a good place, and that, that that they were outsiders because um, uh, Tullus Sarsfields had a very very big win over Cork Champions Fremont in the semi final and looked looked very 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 impressive. But like they, they, there was a massive improvement in in in, in Brough on the second day. And um, really, and of course, it, it looked in the early stages of the Munster final that the game was going according to script because a fella called Keane Tracy, who's playing centre forward for Torres, he had three points on the board inside the first five minutes. And um, like, you know, it's, a, it's an extraordinary statistic, Jack, but for the next 55 minutes of the game, 
rough restricted um, Turtle Sarsfields to 1-3. And the goal which came from Reds of O'Grady was of a, was of a fortuitous nature um, in that, that three rough defenders got, got mixed up and um, sort of came out, had control of the situation, left it to one another, and none of them eventually decided to take it on. And then he just came in and, and you know, showed all his experience and given the slightest flick and it trickled over the line. But um, I, 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 they, they won the Munster final by a point, but I, I, I thought they were, they were worthy of a few more points. Now, they, they, they could easily have won it by three or four. And um, that 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 will be something to, to 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 work on again. But as Roger said, like that they're they're in bonus territory now. You know, in in terms of an All Ireland final, um, semi finals are all about winning. But um, they're certainly not in in into free pass territory or anything like that. But they're they're serious contenders, Jack. They're serious contenders. Um, like you, you look at it, um, Sarsfields from Galway. Turtle Sarsfields from Tipperary, St. Martin's from Kilkenny, rougher and exalted company in the last four. And 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 they deserve to be there. They deserve yeah. to be there. I think Brough from Limerick, though, is is a well known and hurling stronghold, to be fair. You know, mm. they've, they've won a lot in Limerick. They, 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 they won't feel overalls. Yeah, they won't feel overawed by, by the company they're in. But yeah, look, um, the best of luck to, to Brough this Saturday in Kaledi at 2 o'clock against uh, St. Martins. I suppose sticking with the, the team of the Junior B Series and moving over to the football, Castletown Valley Grand start their campaign there against Dermot and Mahunas from Cork in, in the quarterfinal this Sunday uh, at 2 o'clock. And this one is obviously the Nakaduri competition and again great to see that the Limerick clubs leading by example Nakaderi and Kalidi but dear Murder Mahunas Matt to be honest I'd never even heard of him um, before do, doing some research but against the Cork team in, in any sort of a Munster championship in football they're they're going to give as good as they get um, and they'll be one of the front runners along with I suppose Kilgarvan of, of Kerry the other team you're watching out for but for us it'll be all about Castletown Ballet Grand on Sunday and they did show in the Junior B in Limerick, just the quality team they have, to be fair. They did, you know, they did. They, 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 had, a, they had a checkered campaign in the South, Jack, a, a most unusual campaign in in that um, they beat Croom, um, they suffered a heavy defeat to Ballylanders, um, they beat Galbley, and they gave a walk over to Galtie Gales, and um, they gave a walk over because they had already qualified for the final. And they met Ballylanders in the final in Kildare, and um, it, it, they, they turned it right around in a low-scoring final to win by one four to four points, and um, that gave them a ticket, obviously, to the county quarterfinals, where they got a walkover from St Kieran's, and then they went on to defeat their horse on Sunday, Nakaderi, in the semi-final. But Jack, um, you know, timing is everything and timing in sport. You know, they really kept the good wine to last. And um, Nakan, who were appearing in the second final in four years, stood between them in, 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 um, and, and, and the county title. And like, they just blew Nakan out of it, um, winning by three, ten to five points, in the, which was very, very, very impressive in, in the Munster um, final. Uh, sorry, in the county final. 
and um, like obviously that there, there has been a considerable break for for Paddy Grant, but um, it pales in, in in comparison to the break that Dermot O'Mahon has had because Dermot O'Mahon has won the Cork Championship last July, so um, they they've had a much um, bigger bigger time span to to to, to cover before this competition. Now, you know, this competition has been nearly the preserve of Kerry clubs. Without, without, with few exceptions, a Cork club won the first one. And, um, of course, Mike Mann <coughs> and Bally Brown famously won it in, was it 20, 2017? But the Kerry dominance was broken last year when Randall Oag from Cork, um, <clears throat> also from West Cork. And by the way, Dermot O'Mahonas are from around the Inneskeen area of Cork, um, in mid-Cork there. So, um, uh, Randall Oak, but um, Randall Oak were very pushed very, very hard by Granite Ballingarry, if you recall, last year. They, they, they needed a replay before they won it. So, um, look, for, for Belly Grant and um, uh, for John Mack there now, who is, who is, who is, who is the manager of the team out there, um, it, it's slightly a trip in, in, into the unknown, but I'm, I'm sure that that he will have his team well, well primed for, for, for Sunday. Now, Kilgavan were very, very impressive winners over Cora Clare in the first round. And I'm just wondering, Jack, um, is that Kilgarvan's first team? Do you know? Um, I don't know. I know they're I know they have a strong hurling team, but I'm not sure if I, I hope it isn't because they'd have a certain uh Donny O'Sullivan to come into the squad <laughs> there, yeah. That's what that's what I'm that's where I'm coming from and like uh, we we saw what he did against Monaghan last last uh, Saturday in Killarney or um, at the weekend uh, um, and 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 walked away with the man of the match so uh, were he to come into the were he to come into the picture um, it, it would make Belly or um, Kilgarvan even even more formidable now it's it's something I, I I meant to check in advance of the cast but unfortunately I didn't because but um. Yeah, that, that that is that is interesting, Jack. Now, it is, but I suppose with the Kerry, they only have eight senior clubs. I think it's eight intermediates, eight Premier Junior or something. So Kilgarvan would only be maybe the twenty four team in a uh, in Kerry, whereas in Limerick's twenty four team would be bottom of intermediate. You know, so there is that bit of disparity. But for Castle Belly Granon, for us, you know, it all focuses on Dear Mahuna's uh, this Sunday in Nakaderi, and as we said to Brough. <laughs> The very best look to cast down by Legrand. Hopefully, they, they can they can move forward in the competition as well. Um, sticking with football, Matt, and we obviously had very special visitors to the Gaelic Ground on Sunday. Prestigious visitors in the form of Dublin, who you know, even though they haven't won the Ireland last two years, they've won they've won six. Or sorry, they won eight out of the previous ten. They won six in a row. They broke all records before them, and they had so many. Of of those teams in tow at the weekend, namely Michael Fitzsimons, Conor Callaghan, Dean Roth, Niall Scully, Brian Fenton, who's a two-time footballer of the year, Kieran Kilkenny, who won his sixth All-Star. And to be fair to Dublin, you know, they were they were the better team throughout in the Gaelic Crowns. I think that's fair to say. Um finished two two seventeen to one eleven, I think, in the Gaelic Crowns. But Baron, the first 15 minutes were you know, the writing was really on the wall. I think it was 1-9 to a point, and you were really fearing for Limerick. Ray Dempsey on his side battled so valiantly. 
they they kicked a few scores in the half. They got one three without reply to start the second, and they showed that they do belong at that level. They were playing probably the second best team in the country, if not the best, when they've con, which they did have at the weekend. But the the result aside, Matt, definitely more positives than negatives to come out of the game. Yeah, definitely, definitely, Jack. And I, I, I suppose, and we have said it, and we flagged it a couple of times. You know that that, that the scheduling of the fixtures, and tis no fault of anybody, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Was was unkind to Limerick, and that they they, they 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 were arguably pitted against the two best teams uh, in the division. Although, you know, uh, in 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 the general context of it, I I, I I have something to say a bit later. Um, that it that might be clearly the case because, as I said to you at the very start when you were asking me the two likely teams to come out, I, I did say Dublin and I did say um, Gary and I said watch yeah. Cork. But um, um, yeah, they, 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 a lot of positives to take out of it, and especially the response, particularly in 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 the third quarter, which which was which was a very very strong and. A very very encouraging performance from 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 Limerick, and um, it, it it leaves Limerick with a mountain to climb. Now, they, they, let's face it, Jack. Um, that we, we put no tooth in it. Limerick are now in a survival battle, and um, um, it, 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 it what what has happened is our worst fears have been borne out in that we'd lose the two games. Now, the performance against Derry for 50 minutes was very very good. Performance in the third quarter against um, <coughs> Dublin, excuse me, was very, very good. But unfortunately, games are for seventy minutes, mm. and um, I'm, I'm sure that that um, uh, Ray Dimsey will have learned quite a bit about his about his squad and about his players over the last the last um, uh, two games as as he heads into what is a make or break in terms of survival in Division Two make or break five games for Limerick, starting with Loud and RD on Sunday week. Yeah, it, it is definitely make or break, but just staying with Dublin for a second. I mean, after scoring four points the first day to kick 111 against Dublin, now you're conceding more, but at the same time, we did say Limerick did look fairly blunt um, against Cork and against Derry. So that's one thing they've definitely rectified or are looking to rectify over the last few weeks, you know, You'd imagine the scores against Loud um, would probably come a bit easier. And if they don't come easier, they'll definitely find it easier to defend. You know, Loud aren't the same team as Dublin, I think it's fair to say. And that game is none for another fortnight, so we won't look in depth to it. But the, the scoring sticks, the score 111, I'd say maybe 1-6 that came from play, definitely positive for Limerick. I oh, yeah, and and, and uh, it, it, it was great to see Hugh Bork back, who is... Who, who is um, like who is a key forward, um, um, and um, to see him, um, you know, being Hugh Burke, um, and um, a bit of a worry, of course, Jack is is um, Ian Sheehan, who didn't reappear for the second half, and uh, yeah. at which stage he got three points. Um, <clears throat> what, 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 I don't know if I I haven't heard whether it's an injury or what. Um, yeah, it's a brace it afterwards. It's a it's a groin injury, but he was. He was touch and go before the game, and they just said that he'd a half an hour in him. So I think it was fairly premeditated that he was going to come off. So I don't think he made yeah. it worse or any better. But I'm sure I think he'd be there for loud. I don't think there was. Uh, I think it was premeditated, and yeah. But go on. Yeah, because 
uh, his importance to the team cannot be overstated. Um, now that the like of Hugh Burke and, and Ian Corbett and these guys, that it's, it's terribly important that we get our key players fit and trust. Also hugely important, and we were worried when we were speaking last week about the knock that Brian Fanning picked up on Owen Big, and and thankfully he 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 was back and and um, did, did did very well and um, um, did very well when he was redeployed to pull back at one stage during the game. So um, look, there are a lot of positives, Jack. Yeah, but there are huge challenges down the road, and I, I don't want to sound negative um, because I think Limerick are up for the challenges and. Um, um, you know, it, it looked formidable from the start. Um, we weren't expecting an awful lot, perhaps, from the two games, um, other than performances. But now that they're out of the way, you know, Limerick's really challenging Division 2 starts from here. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, the, the league The league starts now in uh, less than a fortnight's time. In RD, but there, job there, there are some learnings as a collective and individuals. I thought James Nocton was brilliant, probably his his best game in in a Limerick jersey. The likes of Killian Fahey, Keen Sheehan, and Corbett didn't look phased one bit by by the opposition. I don't think many players did, but they looked so much. They looked as comfortable, you know, playing a McGrath Cup game as they did against the, the likes of Dublin. And the, obviously, there was there was no fear of the boys like that, but. Just one thing sprung to my mind there, Matt, just watching Dublin and, and seeing the players um, in person that we'd become so accustomed to seeing on television. If there was a transfer market and you could bring in one of the dubs to Limerick, who would it be? Oh, I should look. Um, <laughs> You're spoiled for choice. Probably my namesake. Uh, oh, Con, I was thinking, I was wondering who Matt was in the team. Con Callahan. Yeah, he's he's just electric when he gets the ball. And credit to the Dubs, because they really travelled to the Gaelic Crowns. I'd say it was nearly 3-1, to one, if not 4-1, to one, in the Gaelic Crowns, Dubs to Limerick people. Um, but when he gets the ball, there's almost an air of inevitability about him. And he, he didn't get his goal, which was very surprising, but he kicked four or five points. Um, he's a super player. For me, uh, Brian Fenton, ever since he came on the scene, I think is. And he, before a certain David Clifford came along, I thought Brian Fenton was the was the best player in the country, um, bar none. Just think he's a phenomenal athlete, and, and he set the tone for Limerick, and he got the goal. That Khan, you know, Khan had the shot, but a brilliant save by Donald Sullivan. But it, it was Brian Fenton that uh, finished it off. But even kicking off left or right, just solo and true. He's just a Rolls Royce, and I, I say that too much about players. Brian Fenton is certainly um, a Rolls Royce footballer, and if I had to pick one, I'd bring him over. But um, before we go, there was first could... second goal, first second goal of the campaign. He got a goal against Kildare as well. Yeah, like there's, he's just he's a phenomenal, phenomenal player. But he's his superiority in midfield was compounded by the fact that Limerick were without Dara Tracy, and I I, I don't know, I, I presume Dara is back. I, I didn't hear that he wasn't, but. He's needed back sooner rather than later. I know he had a long campaign with Kieran's in and, Ireland. And, and Brian O'Donovan. Yeah, but I'm just talking about midfield. Brian Donovan is back yeah. in training, which is which is great. But in midfield, you know, you had Dara Tracy and Ke- and Killian Fahey last year. Killian's obviously gone back to centre back, so you were you know you have a new midfield there. It was Tommy Childs before that that he's gone as well. So Limerick do need to bolster 
their midfield before before we go to Loud. But we'll we'll look ahead to Loud um more next week, Matt. Um, staying this weekend, this Sunday afternoon at two but, o'clock. In... But, but, but before we go on there, just 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 looking at the at the the, the results on the first um, two rounds in in the league, they have been peculiar. Um, yeah. Now we're, we're we're pointless after two games, but we're in good company with Loud and Kildare. Now Kildare are a complete enigma, and um, it's it's going to give you a sense of, of of what this group of what this division is all about. Like they pushed Dublin and Croke Park to a single point in the first round, and got hammered at home by New in Newbridge by by Cork last weekend. Two enigmas you going at Cork and Clare. <laughs> you take you take um, you take Loud and they went to Innes and they got beaten in the first round. This after getting a trouncing. Um, from from Longford in the in the Auburn Cup final in, in Pierce Park, and and they pushed Derry all the way, pushed Derry to the very limit, you know, and um, then you had meat at home. Um, uh, the, the, there's one thing that has come out of this thing, Jack. Anyway, is meat can score goals. They've played two yeah. games. They've got three against Cork, and they've they've got four against they've got four against um, Clare. So. Um, it's going to be a very, very interesting group, but uh, um, there are going to be no whipping boys in it, I think. Yeah, I was, I was when we were at the game. I asked one of the boys, he had what's the score when them up, and I just asked him for the scores, and he said Cork were hammering Kildare, and um, he said that Loud were only down. It might have been results at that stage that Loud were that were only lost by a goal, and me kick four more goals. So you look, it is. I think it's on any given day. Um, which is good and bad news for Limerick because if Limerick get to their best on any given day, you know, it shows the teams are vulnerable, but vice versa, the likes of Cork to kick 2-14 against Kildare, you would have got an awful lot of money for that, or vice versa for Kildare to concede 2-14 in Newbridge, you know. It, yeah, and, but, but the, 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 the Cork problem on, on, on the opening round was in defence. When they allowed themselves to be open, um, split wide open by Meath, like it, it was, it wasn't the forwards lost the game. They scored nineteen points against Meath and lost. Like and and Cork's tally of two thirty three in two games, Jack, is is very 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 impressive. And I I, I had a sense from the outset that you know that the main challenge to Dublin and and um, Derry could very well come from Cork. Yeah, I I was I was along the same page to an extent, but I think the the last to get there. Will will come back to haunt them down, down the stretch. Um, I mean, the last to me, you mean? Sorry, the last to me. Sorry, I think that that'll come back to haunt them down the stretch because they still have to beat two of Kildare, Derry, and Dublin to 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 get through. I can't see anyone beating Dublin. To be honest, I can't really see anyone beating Derry either. I still think those will be the teams to come out of it. But it, it is interesting, and for Limerick, you know, there's probably two really going in for promotion, and then everyone else. Is kind of thinking we're we're a scalp away from getting into that mix, or vice versa, being dragged into relegation. So it'll be an interesting uh, Division Two campaign going forward. Um, switching to Division Four and over to the ladies' football, Limerick are playing Wicklow this Sunday afternoon at two o'clock in Bolton Glass GA. If I'm if I'm pronouncing that wrong, they're they're away to Wicklow anyway, and it's it's a clash of two free scoring teams. 
um, I think it's fair to say. Both had really comprehensive wins in uh, in their opening game. Limerick obviously beat Kilkenny 4-13 to two points, but Wicklow are similarly impressive against Derry, um, 4-10 to 1-1. And that was only that was only a fortnight ago. Limerick played three weeks ago at this stage, so they've they've more recent legs in the tank. But it, it should be a far closer game. It'll be two of the teams kind of gunning for that top spot uh, alongside Leitrim. I, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah, fair to say. Um, but um, you must remember, Jack, that this is an intermediate team against a junior team. Like we, yeah. we we cannot get away from that. Now Wicklow were relegated last year from from Division Three, and um, you see the, 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 the league bears little resemblance um, to the gradings for the championship. Wicklow lost one game in the league last year and, and um, somehow contrived to be relegated because they, they drew two of their three games. It was a truncated league last year in Division 3 because of the, um, the pandemic, the aftermath of the pandemic. And they, 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 they fell through the trap door when they lost to Louth. But when it came to the championship, Wicklow beat Leitrim and Offaly to qualify for the All-Ireland quarterfinal. Intermediate quarter final we're talking about, Jack, and um, they, they, where they suffered a very heavy defeat now to eventual winners, Leash. But uh, I, I'm saying all this is to contextualise um, uh, the level of challenge that Limerick are facing next 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 Sunday. Um, now Limerick were, were impressive against newcomers Kilkenny in the first round. Um, now Wicklow, as you rightly flagged, um, have since gone to own big and have have had a big win over Derry. Um, it looks to me as if this is a three-way race um, for the two semi-final places between Limerick, Wicklow and Leitrim. And it, it, it will be decided in eight days because Limerick go to Wicklow, go to Balting Glass next Sunday and the following Sunday they entertain Leitrim at home. So for Limerick, um, hopefully Limerick will get two wins out of them, out of those two games. But a, a, an absolute minimum is that they that they win one of those games, and like in in terms of the league and in in terms of Limerick's group, Jack, it they cannot come much harder than Wicklow, and especially Wicklow away. Now, um, in, in the recent um, game against Kilkenny, um, Graham Shine he he introduced about five six newcomers from the from the start. And to be quite honest with you, I lost track of the subs as they came on, but I think used about 12 subs. I think you can use an indefinite amount of subs in this competition, which is something that I, I, I would be against. But um, um, I don't make the rules, Jack. Um, no. But um, And I suppose you're saying, go on, I know what you're thinking. Thanks be to God you don't make them. No. That's, no, what, you yeah. think, that's what you're thinking. No, no, I, I understand. No, I certainly yeah, understand but, where you're coming but, from. Us. Yeah, but but seriously, um, he um, you, you know, he, he he ran the rule over a number of players. Now there were a number of players missing that day. Kathy Mia had been sick all week and did not start, but when she came on against Kilkenny, um, she 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 <laughs> she made a very a very big statement that all was very well. I think she got two goals and two points, and um, and but he he was also without Alba Quaid, um. 
very, very experienced player. Also without Cam O'Leary and also without Roisin Bredier, who is an exciting new player from Galtie Gales. So yeah. you would expect that all three of I think he's pretty confident that all three will be back on board for the trip to to Balting Glass on on Sunday, and they they will they will be a huge boost um, to the to the squad. But um, like it, it, it it's a huge game, and it, it's it, it's a game that Limerick can win, Jack, because. Um, I, I, I think they have a, Graham Shine has assembled an exciting squad. Um, a lot of young players, a lot of exciting young players. And um, it, it was also great the last day to see Andre O'Sullivan back. And, yeah. um, you know, she missed, she missed the last 12 months through a be, being abroad. And she helped herself to a couple of goals as well and hit the woodwork a couple of times. And said, Andre could have ended up with five goals the last day. Um, she really, really hit the ground running, um, and that that's a big, big boost because you know prior to her departure, we know the contribution that she had made. So, absolutely fantastic to see Andre back. Um, I I think it's going to be a difficult game, but it's going to be a game that I think Limerick can win, Jack. Yeah, I I be definitely thinking the same way, and it's a free hit. It's a free hit in some extent. Um, with the fact that there's a semi-final, so the top two teams will go through and they're playing a team, you know, that are in the intermediate ranks. But Limerick have been in Division 4 for a while now, so it is important that they do get out of there. We saw for the men's game how important it has been, you know, for Billy Lee's side that they got out of there and Red MC is continuing that now in Division 2. That, you know, promotion sometimes follows promotion, so it is important, but it is it is a free hit to an extent when they're playing such a quality team. But that game is is Sunday afternoon in Bolton Glass. It'll be streamed live by the LJFA for anyone that can't make it. But the, the best look to, to Graham Shine and his side. Um, moving over to the colleges. And we'll start with the schools, actually, Matt. And we had uh, Salishans Palace Kenry in Munster final action last Saturday in Kilmallock in the in the C final against Mitchellstown. It wasn't to be for Palace Kenry. The last out was 111 to 12 points. You were there, and I, I think from what I heard, it was fair to say Palace just never really got going, and that Mitchellstown probably were the deserved winners. Yeah, I, I think there's very few that were in Kilmallock on Saturday that could argue that, you know, that slightly the better team won because um, um, Solutions never really found the type of rhythm. Now, I hadn't seen them in the quarterfinal and semi final, but I I had I had had very very impressive reports about him, um, and um, but they didn't seem to find the rhythm or the level of cohesion on 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 Saturday. Whether it was the occasion or what, I I, I don't know. But um, they were very very much in it. They were only point down at half time, and they, they they maintained that until the 40th minute when Luke Keating, who scored one eight out of um, Mitchellstown's one eleven, um, he's from Kildare, um. Um, his brother had captain Cork won the twenties, but um, he got a goal in eight points. He got a very, very good goal. He finished off what was a very, very good move. And um, Joe Fitzgerald in the in the, in the solutions goal didn't have a chance. It was a bullet. And uh, at that stage, they went on to establish a six points lead. Uh, and then then we found a kick, a kick in in in, in Palace Kennery. They got four points in a row. Um, uh, David Fitz, uh, Fitzgerald, who was outstanding at centre-back, 
Um, as was Peter Kiley at fullback, landed three frees, three long-range frees. Conor McMahon got a very, very good point. And suddenly, with, with four minutes to go, Jack, it, there was just two points in it. But they couldn't close the gap any further. There were no further scores. Very, very interestingly, and it will give you an idea, a sense of... of, of, of um, it, it was a game overall... Its best summation, Jack, is that it was a game dominated by defences, completely on top. Um, now, Mitchell Stone didn't score. Their last score came in the 48th minute. So they were, they were held scoreless for the last 12 minutes. And um, I think, I think um, the referee, Tom Lachnan from, from Tipperary, I think he added on about three minutes at the end. So that was 15 minutes without a score. But neither did Salesian score. And and um, uh, they just they just couldn't uh, they just could not close the gap and and um, really you would have to say that that Mitchellstown um, closed out the game comfortably. Yeah, look, it's it's disappointing when you get to a Munster final if you don't I suppose give it give it your best. But you know, for the for the clubs that are pulling from it from a Palace point of view. Um, further growth there for obviously Lion Palace Kennery, but Belly Brown and Patrick Swell. I'm not sure if there was any other clubs represented. No, no, they were, they were, they were. They, interestingly, Jack, the statistic about it, and I think I gave it here last week. <coughs> Kildama Palace, uh, sorry, I'm saying Kildama Palace Kennery all the time because they dominated the squad. Um, the Salesians Palace Kennery, like, were drawn from three clubs Kildama Palace Kennery, Belly Brown, and, and, um, and Patrick Swell. In contrast with with Mitchellstown CBS, who were drawn from three, eight clubs over three counties. Yeah, you were senator. Yeah. and Limerick. So you know there was a much much wider spread. And interesting, then I made the point last week that that uh, that um, uh, T.J. Ryan's, uh, our, our former holder and former um, manager, his nephew was in goals. Um, on Geary made an absolute stunning save at a vital stage of the game. Yeah, you're you're saying that during the week, so there was a bit of a Limerick influence in the yeah. in the winning team. But commiserations to Salations Palace, Kenry, but hopefully they can go on and represent their their clubs with a plan. No, TJ's nephew was Bally Giblin. Oh, I know, I know, but I'm saying the the Limerick connection with TJ. Obviously, he won't be talking out for Limerick, unfortunately, but. Um, strong tradition of, of goalkeepers, you know, from Limerick or hailing from Limerick uh, somewhere down the line. But they could probably say the same about, about our Limerick players, to be fair. Moving on from the, the schools into the colleges, and we have um, UL, I suppose, are, are the main main runners for, for Limerick in the Sigerson and Fitzgibbon Cup. Starting with the Sigerson this evening um, on Wednesday uh, at quarter past six in Carlow. UL take on DCU. It's a repeat of last year's semi-final where UL were 14 to 11 point winners. They had uh, Mr. David Clifford down the stretch, kind of pulled them through. Uh, they won't have that tonight, but it's been an up and down campaign for UL so far. They obviously beat UCC and then lost to TUD, but they've recovered well at wins over Carlo before the Troning in UIG last week. But DCU are the favourites and have been hammering everyone. They they've played so far, so they'll be they'll be a huge a huge threat. Um, 
just running through their team. They've they've a lot they've a lot of strong players. They've Connor Corbett from Cork, who people remember from uh, that All Ireland minor. I think it was a minor win he scored. It was a one seven. That's right from from Clyde Rovers. Yeah, they've Jack Bryant. <clears throat> excuse me, who won an All Ireland with Offaly under twenties. They have uh, Larkin O'Dell, obviously of Dublin, and and they're picking from Dublin: Roscommon, Galway, Donegal, Kevin, Longford, Mead, Cork. You name it, Sligo, and they have them. So they're a they're a star-studded side, and you will be will be up against it tonight. And then obviously, then you have TUD and UCC in the other semi-final. Two teams that you will have already beaten. So uh, you'll be fencing the team that comes out of the first semi-final. But I think you have an eye on the college in the second. Yeah, well, um, obviously, I think you will. I made a statement when 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 they beat University of Galway in the semi-final. In, in dramatic circumstances, because that was a repeat of last year's final. And as you said, they're up against um, <coughs> Dorcas, um, uh, Dorcas Aaron this evening, which 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 are a very, very strong side. But I, I have a fancy that UL might just get over the line in this one, Jack. And um, yeah. I, by, I, I, ha- I have a sense all week. I don't know whether it's, whether I've been blinkered or what, but it, it, this, the Sigerson final could quite well be a repeat of the first round. Yeah, like I, no, I would I, fancy UCC to come through from what I saw of them. Um, I haven't seen DCU play, so I'm only going after results. But the results have been pretty comprehensive. But um, look, obviously, I'd love to see UL come through. But um, I think DCU are a very good team. But I would fancy UCC in the second one anyway. That will be well. Be I, saw, I saw UCC. I saw UCC against St Mary's in in in, in the in the quarter final. And as as you know, I'm a UCC supporter. But um, uh, they, they 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 I I was bitterly they got over the line, Jack. But I was bitterly disappointed the way they went about it. To be quite honest. Now they're still fancying them in the semi final. I I fancy them. I fancy that they that they, that they, they will rectify a lot of the things and. Um, that the, the deficiencies that I saw, I thought, I, I thought they were very poor for long periods of the game. Now I, I saw them being eulogised um, um, for getting through, but that, that's as good as it, you know, that's as good as it gets for me because in terms of performance against St Mary's, I didn't think it was great. Now, and I know they got stunned. They were they were they were a goal up, um, deep in injury time, last kick of the game, and. Um, St Mary's got a goal to put it to extra time. Look to have won the game. St Mary's when the Charlie Smith, the goalkeeper, kicked the forty-five that shouldn't have been allowed in the first place, um, because it, 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 the ball was not out, and and um, um, everybody seems to think that. And and um, but uh, they, they got a last chance. Kahalamani got 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 an equaliser from a free late on, um, right at the death. And then you you had them. Um, you had the heroics of Dylan Foley, who I think got a game or two for Cork in the in in the Munster League this year, and he saved three penalties out of five, and and um, they got through, and that that's that's their second time getting through on penalties, uh, Jake, and yeah, uh, and um, it, it in my opinion, as long as looking, at the, looking at the game in its totality, they, it shouldn't have come down to extra time, nor it shouldn't have come down to penalties. Well, they got through our line anyhow, but that's the, the Sigerson semi-finals there on uh, Wednesday, the 8th of February. They're both being streamed live by the Electric Ireland, so you can check those out. UL versus DCU at quarter past six, 
and UCC versus TUD at eight o'clock. Into no, the, I, the I think getting back to you know getting back to UL, I I I think UL are quite capable of getting over DCU. Now it's going, it's not going to be easier, but they 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 Declan Bruder and the Lavins and they have done a great job with 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 them. Um, with with UL and molding him into a very 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 formidable outfit, and uh, oh, yeah, of course the cavities, team. the cavities um, for him, and I know the old school. Um, the carrot is for him to get back to you know to the final for a second time, and this time go 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 the full hog. Yeah, obviously on uh, Limerick side, obviously Declan and the Levens, you know, are in charge of the team, and you've John Hayes from St Kieran's who started the last couple of games, and you've Ron McGilligan from Munger is the the backup keeper. So it'd be great to see some Limerick representation in the final. But they've, you know, this is a, a team that's a lot of them were there in the final last year. So they do know how to get the job done. And talk about getting the job done. We have Fitzgibbon Cup um quarterfinals um between tonight before, and tomorrow. Jack, before we go away from the Sigerson, I um I I I I was very disappointed on Sunday evening, Jack, watching the Sunday game. Um, when Colm O'Rourke, who, who won a, a Sigerson Cup medal with, with UCD, um, launched a tirade about the scheduling of the, the Sigerson Cup and the playing of the Sigerson Cup during the month of January and February. Um, I'm, at my wit's end, uh, end since, Jack, uh, trying to figure out when would there be a better time? If, if, you, if, you, take the, if you take the college terms and everything into account, I think there is no better time to play, <coughs> excuse me, the Sigerson and Fitzgibbon Cups than in January and February. I, I, I thought it was a bit uncalled for now and a bit over the top. I, all right, he has six players, he said, that, that are involved in the concluding stages of the Sigerson. But he might be relieved of that problem this evening. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, look, you only have a, a certain amount of time in college. If you do your normal undergrad, the four years, um, and you obviously can't play when you're in first year, that's down to three years. I know some courses are only three years anyway, so you might only have two. So I think if you can afford to let him play Fitzgibbon and Sigerson, I would be of the opinion to to play the Fitzgibbon and Sigerson when they can. And obviously there is no other time to play him, only the start of year, because as you get closer to the exams, you're getting closer to actual championship games. So... I think Colin Rourke has, has ruffled a few feathers since he went in there um, back with Mead. But on to the Fitzgibbon I, Cup. I, I, I have the utmost respect for Colin Rourke, you know, and what he has achieved and, you know, what he's trying to do with Mead. A, a great player, I thought, a great pundit, you know, and possibly a great manager, you know, going in the right direction in that regard. But um, I, I would take issue with him on that one. Yeah. Anyways, moving on into the, the hurling side of it, we have the Fitzgibbon Cup quarterfinals. Starting this evening, we have DCU versus ACTU Waterford. We'll have a Barry Hennessy will be in goals for the Waterford crowd. Um, and then tomorrow, you have University of Galway versus Carlow IT, the UCC versus ATU Galway, formerly GMIT. And obviously, the champions UL play UCD at home in the Maguire's field at quarter to eight. Um. I still think Limerick or UL are, are, are the team to beat. Um, UCC will probably be too strong for ATU. Um, University of Galway and Carlo is a very interesting game, as is DCU and Watford. I did see DCU play. Um, they're a good quality side. They didn't have the Mullins either that day, so they'll have them back. But 
I think UCC and UL are definitely on a collision course in the Fitzgibbon. Um, whether they will in the the Sigerson is remains to be seen, but they do seem seem to be the two standout teams left in the competition. Yeah, on paper they would be, you know, but um, games aren't won on paper, Jack. They're 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 won on the field. Um, UL went about their business, um, you know, very efficiently. Played ATU and then TUS Midwest, got the business done. Got it done very comprehensively in 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 the semi final or in the first two rounds, and then left ATU Galway and um, uh, TUS Midwest fight it out for second place. And um, yeah, look, the, 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 when when it comes to the, the, this this particular series of the Fitzgibbon Cup, um, you will tick all the boxes, Jack. Um, it's 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 very very hard to see where the biggest threat. Them will come now. They play UCD, which could be the the it's the it's the it, it, in terms of chronologically, it's the last quarter final because it's on at seven forty-five tomorrow evening, uh, in 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 UL. Um, they, they, I, I I think they would be really fancied for that one. Um, now um, UCD uh, beat Manute, but they were comfortably they were comfortably beaten by UCC. Now UCC um, um, are playing at seven o'clock in in the Mar like tomorrow evening, and, and I, I'm actually going to it. Um, they're they're playing ATU Galway, but but um, they were less than impressive. UCC were less than impressive in the first round in the Mar like against the University <coughs> Minute University, but <coughs> regrouped and went to Belfield last week and had a good win over over UCD. So. Um, I I think that they will probably get over a, ATU. So it, it looks as if UCC, um, the, the, the last of the monster representatives at this stage, UCC and UL, would, would, I, I think will make it through to the quarterfinals or semifinals. After that, um, you said we had University of Galway against Carlo, I think, wasn't it? And yeah. um, University of Galway were runners-up last year. Um, so they too will be very, very formidable. And uh, like we've we've seen some of the Galway players that are playing in the Fitzgibbon Cup. I saw them playing uh, last, last soccer there. I watched the the, the Galway Wexford game, and fellas like Evan Nyland and Brian Concannon to me were very, very impressive. And they they are involved with 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 the, with the Galway colleges. And um, yeah, I I expect that University of Galway will win that one. The other one that will be very close. Between um, Dorcasern and and um, SETU Waterford, um, one that, that that would be very very hard to call. I would call three would con- with a certain level of confidence, but you know, um, I would be calling UL, UCC, and University of Galway, and then a toss up with the other one. But if you press me, I, um, you know, possibly Dorcasern. Yeah, I saw DCU, as I said, without the Mullins. So I imagine there'll be a force up again with the Mullins in tow. But those games, um, five of the six games left in the Fitz and Sigerson are going to be streamed. So um, you'll be able to see most of them. I think the only game that isn't being streamed could be that uh, UCC game. But UL's two games tonight and tomorrow are definitely to be streamed. The best look to, to Declan Bruder and Brian Ryan in both of those competitions. As they look for a, a prestigious um double but um we're gone a bit longer today Matt but I do want to ask you one more question because obviously we 
I asked you earlier about the dubs and who you take over to the Limerick football team from the dub side. But with Clare coming to town on Saturday, is it an obvious answer if you could dip into transfer market in Clare? Who would you bring across the border? I suppose it's too obvious to answer it nearly, isn't it? Um, yeah, but if Kelly. there was someone else, someone outside of TK, um, who would you be bringing over? Off the top of your David head? Fitzgerald. David Fitzgerald. Yeah. yeah, he's he was brilliant last year. In fairness, and all and all star. Um, if it was to me, if it was up to me to pick, Mark Rogers was the first player to come to mind. But I'm a big fan of Dermot Ryan as well. I've seen an awful lot of him play. Obviously, with Article Reach first and foremost. And uh, playing with Mary Way as well, but they, that just goes to show there is a lot of quality in Clare. But you'll be still fancying and hoping a Limerick win. That game is this Saturday, um, this Saturday evening in the Gaelic Crowns, and obviously we have the ladies' football on Sunday afternoon at two o'clock in Wicklow. We have Bruff in Junior B All Ireland semi-final action um, at two o'clock on Saturday in Kilidi. And then we have Castle Bellegran in Munster quarterfinal action in Nakaderi on Sunday afternoon. So the best look to all those Limerick teams and obviously UL as well in the Fitz and Sigerson. Uh, we'll keep a keen eye on all those. A huge thank you to everyone for listening. If you're watching it, make sure you, you like and subscribe. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure to rate us on, on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And just thank you first and foremost for, for listening or watching or tuning in. A huge thank you to Roger McQueen for Bruff for, for joining us and obviously a huge thank you to you Matt for all your insights and, and knowledge over the course of um over over the course of 77 minutes but again a big weekend to look forward to we'll we'll get in as much GA as we can and we'll get back to you next week so a huge thank you and good luck and see you next week especially again we get all with what you put into it's like a walk alive if you're good enough go and get it no more about it Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the world court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody.